You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. You're listening to Natalie Cutler-Welsh here on Reality Check Radio. My next guest is a friend that I've recently reconnected with. We are both women in business, and we knew each other many, many moons ago. And I just love how people come back into your life. It's all about divine timing. And today, the topic is all about unleashing your wild, aligning with your truth. And I said to Charmaine, I love both of those words, alignment and truth. Welcome, Charmaine, to the show. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) It's nice to be here. So good to chat with you. And for those of you that don't know Charmaine Marankovich, she is a single mom of four, a baba, aka a nana, of three. She's been a photographer photographing primarily women for 25 years. She's a writer who shares from her heart, who will get you thinking and have you turning inwards to look at your truth. She's the host of her podcast, The Art of Raw, Wild, and Free, and coaches women to step towards their own truth and find freedom in expressing themselves fully. Charmaine is so dedicated to women finding their voice, standing up to what feels right for them, and really connecting back to who they are and coming back home to self. She believes we are all a piece of art who get to step into our full expression to feel freedom within and break away from all that's holding us back allowing ourselves to explore, experience, and evolve into the humans we're proud to be so that we can take that through to the generations that follow. Woo! I love all that because it's so synergistic with what what I'm about. So I'm excited to dive into this topic with you today. But um, before we do that, because I genuinely don't know, other than seeing you pop up with your amazing posts on Facebook and Instagram, how have the last three years been for you personally? Yeah, personally. Okay. Whew. Well, uh, the last three years uh, have seen so much change in my life, especially this last year has been like probably the most pivotal year of uh, the last three years. <laughs> um, I have allowed myself to let go of things that I'd never, ever thought that I would let go of. So um, I guess after the last three years over after COVID, um, I realized so much about myself and who I wanted to be. And one of the things was actually to dance. I'd been watching dance a lot. And so I booked into start dancing and I just thought it would be classes, but it actually took me on a whole journey to performing and things like that. But it opened me up to the world because there are people from all over the world that come into dance, right? So it took me so much outside of the world that I knew. And by meeting these people, they've opened my mind up to so many possibilities and um, opportunities and more about myself, more about other people. Um, and there, and I can't, and I'll say it, it hasn't all been easy. Um, I, I loved it to the point that I started to hate it. <laughs> and then I took myself out for three months because I was just like, what is this? What what what's do you happening? mean the dancing or the world that you? It's just found because I was around so many different people. Mm. I it was some things were triggering me. Some things was like, wow, is this? I I'd just been so stuck in my box with my family and myself and my kids, but I hadn't explored so. And I'd been working on my business, but I hadn't explored outside of that. Mm-hmm. And yes, I was learning to express myself in different ways, but. 
it kind of, it triggered me and it pulled parts of me that I was like, hadn't healed and it shocked me. And actually I took myself out of alignment in so many ways because I was learning all these different ways of living and being, and it was amazing. But at the same time, it was like a shock to my system. (laughs) And so I took myself out of dancing at the beginning of this year. And that really allowed me to stop and go, what did the last two years just teach me about myself and about the world and about other people? (laughs) And it was such an eye-opener. And in the end, I saw so much about who I was as a person, how much they taught me to express, to enjoy my body even more so. Um, And I think as women, we hold back on all of that. And because I wasn't brought up in that lifestyle and way of expressing, it was a shock to my system. (laughs) And so um, this last year has been huge as far as allowing myself to detach from outcomes, people, Mm. things. Um, And I always go by the checklist of life, which I've always kind of gone by is we have this thing in we have to start ticking off the things on our list, like find it, partner, get married, have kids, second kid, third kid, whatever, um, buy a house, get the job, career, tick, 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 tick. And we celebrate all that, but in the end we kind of feel unfulfilled within ourselves because that's what society has put on us, that that's the way we need to do it in this order. And if you don't do it in that order, what's going on? (laughs) And... So I went through all of that and I was so unfulfilled because I wasn't feeding myself in any way. And so when I started to try and feed myself in different ways, it taught me so much more. And so I'm such an expressive person, but in my own way. And and I think that's one thing we're missing in life is expression, is finding the joy in our life, allowing it to be and not thinking, well, I can't do that because A, it's got nothing to do with an income or it's got nothing to do with my family or, you know, but what about just purely for yourself that fulfills you? Um, And so, yeah, this year I've just, in the last year, since maybe like January, I pulled myself, I got sick because I was so out of alignment and I was in bed for like two months and my kids were kind of looking after me. That's a lot. Hmm. So they're with me half the time because they're with their dad other half and they, um, but it was a massive learning curve for them. And my kids were amazing in how they stepped up and I could only do bits and pieces at a time, like go and, you know, do the dishes and then back to bed again and get up and cook some food and back to bed again. That's what, what, what it was like for the first two months. And then um, I really just had to like go, okay, I'm not going to stay here. And this is why I, am here because I was so out of alignment and what I've learned in my previous years is anytime I'm out of alignment like fully out of alignment my body reacts Mm -hmm. and my body goes down and I'm very sensitive to that and so I know that if I come back into alignment I don't get sick our bodies aren't meant to get sick I believe that Um, our bodies are so strong and capable of so many things it doesn't mean we're going to be in and out of alignment Uh, stay in alignment we're going to come in and out but it's just knowing when to like make those little shifts. So um, this year, I, yeah, have made some huge changes and all from being out of alignment <laughs> and then coming back into alignment. 
It's such a journey. And and it's so great when you do realize what are the, the telltale signs that you're shifting or drifting out. Um, living out of alignment. That's a phrase that I use a lot. And I have done a couple of interviews on my show about human design, which is a word that goes alongside with human design. What do you mean, just for the people listening that aren't exactly sure what you mean by living out of alignment? And how do we know? I mean, you mentioned health. That is a big one. Are there other things that people can look for if they're wondering, am I living out of alignment? You know, if you're living in a, out of alignment, you know, in your heart, your heart tells you all the time. You can tell you're just not listening to the little niggles. You're not listening to them at all. And one thing I um, am very um, strong in is listening to your body. Your body is literally telling you every single message that you need to receive. You know if something's joyful and you're grateful because you can feel it's like a warm hug inside. You may get a little bit teary and you just get that zing, right? But if something's not right, it you, you contract. Um, and we've stopped listening to our body. But it's it's our it's our vehicle, it's our messenger, and it tells you everything. But I guess when we don't allow ourselves to sit with it and feel the sensations, learn what they mean, think about where they're coming from, then we're gonna ignore them. But if you ask anybody who's been through something and then come through it, they will sit there and say, I had a feeling. I knew, I knew it when back then, but I didn't want to listen to it. And it takes them a little while, right? So it's about learning to listen to those little things that your body is telling, those little messages that your body is telling you and trying to move on that faster than sitting with it. But people know, you know in your heart. And I tell my kids this all the time. You know in your heart when something's not right for you or um, you know in your heart when you're doing wrong by somebody or by yourself mm. you know in your heart you think do you think some people are just kind of in denial about it meaning they do they know but they just almost don't want to look at that or they don't they want don't to look into that I'm scared yeah people are scared of the truth you know it, it, and it, it, it can be scary because sometimes the truth um can hurt and hurt you and hurt others like you have to you know you're going to have to go through something mm. Um, and I'll give you an example of, you know, knowing that my marriage was no longer. Now, I knew that, I felt that, but what scared me and what stopped me for a portion of the time was I'm going to have to go through this. I'm going to now have to parent on my own with four kids now. I don't want to do that, <laughs> but I also don't want to be in my marriage. Mm. So I don't want to do either, but which one feels better and right for me? Parent to my kids on my own feels better and right for me, even though that's still going to be hard. So um, denial, yes, but more they, it's, it's just the fear of what next. It's unknown and we don't know how it's going to go. So there's the knowing and then there's the responding. And in that example, you knew, you responded, but I guess some people don't respond or they delay a delayed response. Yeah, and then your body starts to... Mm maybe get sick or you lack energy, you know, you get colds or flus or um, you gain weight. So sometimes a lot of our weight isn't by necessarily what we eat. Okay, maybe emotional eating, yes, but it's by all the stuff that we're actually holding on to that we know is not right for us and it protects us, it puts a cover all over us. So, yeah. 
You mentioned earlier that you had let go or um, of a lot of things. I think, I don't know if that's the words you use, but something about letting go in the last three years. What yeah. types of things? And then again, when you were re- referencing the weight, thinking of like holding on to things, because September, the first two weeks of September specifically are all about clearing and decluttering. It's such a great time for people to think, you know what? I don't need this, whatever. Mm friendship in my life or this habit in my life? What are some other things that either you or um, clients that you've worked with have lovingly, that's the way I say it, lovingly let go of in their lives? Yeah. Um, One of the um, biggest things that I've let go this year is the attachment of owning a home. And I owned it for 13 years and uh, we, it served me, but it was leaking energy because it's something I had to care for and look after and it took took energy but it, it served me for so so many um years and I built a business out of it an Airbnb business before COVID and all of that and it was great I birthed my kids in there I got married in there was divorced in there had lots of memories but when I found that it was leaking my energy I knew it had to go it, mm. It didn't serve me anymore. And I knew that there were new ways or other ways that I can build my wealth. And so I chose to let that go. And that was a hard choice to make because it's good to own a home. <laughs> so cool. But um, that was just a weight lifter. Uh, other people is just, yeah, I think letting go of relationships is really important. Um, you can still care for them and love them, but um, it's important to know when that has run its course and to move on from the people that just no longer align for you. It's got to be a give and take um, situation in all relationships that you have and and knowing that, yeah. It's it's a good time for people to do that kind of a, not inventory, but a reevaluation of what is um, giving them energy. And I think you use the phrase leaking energy. Sometimes we just know some things are not working for us. And good on you for being courageous. You're right, because we are told, oh, you should work towards having your own home. Like it's always one of the, checklist, you know, the things on that checklist of life. And so you're encouraging our audience basically to, I guess, to write their own or to rewrite the checklist of life, making sure that it is in alignment. 100% looking at your beliefs, like whose is this? Whose is this belief? It's not mine. It's someone else's. It's just been passed down. Um, So it's really questioning all of that. Mm. What are some, I'd love to go to some, some tips or some actionable strategies for our audience today, you know, three to four on how we can, as you say, unleash your wild. So first question, what does unleashing your wild mean or look like, look like to you? And then what are some things that we can do to unleash our wild or to align more with our truth? Yeah. Okay. So what is unleash your wild? Unleash your wild is like really being who you are so we are already the person that we are but we're just not actually living it okay and my wild looks so different to your wild and wild is just living in your natural state of being okay and whatever that looks like to you so some people like for me um I am I also have um, looked at um human design as well so I'm a 6-2 generator I'm a hermit and Mm. I always thought it was wrong to want to spend a lot of time by myself and need to spend time by myself to you know gain my energy back contemplate life right do the things that I want to do and so now that is huge for me and 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 being the hermit coming I call this my cave like allow myself to sit in my cave whenever I need to and just and be okay with that so it's knowing what works for you for me um writing is my wild like it wild doesn't mean right (laughs) 
jumping off the cliff or whatever. It's just whatever it means for you is how do you like to express yourself? Um, minus through dance, minus through writing, through photography, and allowing other people to ex- try and pull that out of them, express themselves through an image as well. So they are just a few of my wild, <laughs> um, but someone else's wild could be, you know, I truly love to travel. I need to go and travel and allowing yourself to do that and finding a way to do that and making it a priority. So uh, it's looking at your beliefs, it's looking at your values, it's looking at the systems that you've put yourself into that actually aren't yours and don't work, um, whether that be your family system, friendship system, and all of that. So, it yeah, your wild, unleashing your wild is, is stepping into what is so true for you. And you have to be so honest with yourself, like so honest. <laughs> and I think that's the hardest part for you find it they they struggle with being honest with themselves they can be honest with other people as far as who they think that person is Mm -hmm. but how about yourself like can you can you put the mirror on yourself and say actually I don't like this or I love this and be okay with that be okay with that I I guess for me I I love to express myself through self-portraits through image I share portraits of myself that feeds me that's helped me um, enjoy my body, appreciate my body, accept my body, especially in its changing times. Like I'm in another season of my life. I'm going into another space. Um, so my body's constantly changing and that allows me to accept it. So for other, some people seeing me put images up can spark something like, who does she think she is? Like, you know, everyone will have an opinion, mm-hmm. but you got to get to a point where you go, well, this is who, what lights me up. And my life is more important than what other people think. So, so three ways, oh, a couple of ways that you could do um, what I um, recommend to my clients to do is on one page is writing down what is no longer working um, and just keep writing because <laughs> a lot of things that aren't working. And then on another page, write down everything that is working. So whatever is working, continue. Like in your life, what's not working. Yeah, and it doesn't, okay. it can be big or small anything um and what is working so do more of what's what's working in your life keep doing that and what's not working that there gives you action steps to get into alignment and it could be simple things like um I'd say start small start on one thing and it could be like you know I'm just going to be really late and I'm so tired in the morning. Well, you can change that in an instant and say, well, I'm going to go to bed at this time. That, that That's something really small that you can do straight away. But there'll be other things on that list that are not working, such as a relationship of some kind. That's going to take more effort, conversations that you don't want to have. And that's where you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. So that's one. The other one I said before was just really listen to your body. Learn your body learn how it feels, the sensations, um, so you don't have to keep looking outside of yourself for what your body needs and what you need in your life. Um, And another one is get really curious about life, really curious, because when something sparks your curiosity, it's asking you to step forward towards that even more so. And sometimes it's just one little step to 
oh, I want to, oh, there's that person. I want to go and talk to them. So you have a conversation. Then you realize in that conversation, oh, okay, maybe not quite for me. That's okay. But I got curious, mm-hmm. followed the curiosity. Now I can carry on and step back into something else. Or it takes you into even more so, you know, that one conversation can turn into something else. But just, yeah, always follow that curiosity. I think when we stay in our own little boxes, we stop learning. Um, life can get a bit stale. <laughs> and so curiosity brings a little bit more excitement, um, spontaneity. Yeah, all of that can come forward. Yeah. Opportunity. I imagine when you explained what Unleashing Your Wild meant. I imagine some of the audience, they would have a sigh of relief when you said, you know, it's right. It can be writing or it can be, um, it doesn't have to be jumping off a cliff with what you said, because unleashing your wild makes them, makes me feel like, oh, you know, do I have to like race, do I go on a racetrack and try some yeah. bungee jumping? And yeah. it's the same thing. When I talk about upping your brave, I say same thing to people. Upping your brave doesn't have to be some adrenaline pursuit. So yes, unleashing your wild can be just whatever fe- you feel so called to do. So mm-hmm. to our listeners, I would love to know, we would love to know, what do, what does unleashing your wild look like to you? If you care to tell us, you can send us a text 2057 on the text or email inbox at realitycheck.radio. We can possibly read it out or you can just let me know what Unleashing Your Wild looks like to you. So I guess, Charmaine, when you work with people, you know, and I imagine you ask them things like, what does Unleashing Your Wild look like? I imagine there's some resistance. How can we encourage people to then go ahead and take action or become or do that thing that they feel called to do, but there might be so many reasons or um, reservations about it? You can't shift someone into action. No matter how much you try, you can suggest things, but they have to come to that point themselves. And so really it's just a support and you can guide them through it. Uh, So for instance, a lot of the time people say, you know, this is my world, this is what I want to do, but I can't because of Mm -hmm. this person or this, I can't because I've got my kids or I can't because they stop themselves from finding a Mm -hmm. way. So then we can look at their days, their life, how they spend their time, and we can find a way where they can actually make time. Or it may mean, okay, I have to have a conversation with my partner to say, this is what I want to do. Let's tag team. You have the kids, da, 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 you know, and sometimes they can go into deeper conversations with their partner and some more things unfold. So you cannot force anyone to go and take the action. They have to get to that place themselves. And um you just have to be there to support them and guide them through any questions that they come up against and guide them through that and go, well, there's this way or there's this way and what's how are you feeling and what's your body thinking? What, what yeah, getting them to trust themselves because I don't want to give I can't give them the answers. Mm-hmm. They have to find also those answers for themselves because my way might not be their way. I can suggest things, but everyone has to come to that conclusion themselves and that action stepping themselves. Yeah. But I think when, when you've got someone walking alongside you, yeah, you're doing it yourself. They automatically start to do it anyway. Like they'll just do one little step and that yeah. one little step gives them the confidence. Okay. Oh, I did that. Okay. Or maybe what else? What yeah. else? I had one lady, she um, always wanted to wear scarves because that was part of her history in her family um and just wearing a simple scarf was huge for her and 
she just wore it for herself by herself (laughs) and then the next step was to wear it in front of her husband so she did that she got his feedback or whatever he are we talking about on her head not around her her head on her head yeah and then the next step was wearing it in front of her whole family and then the next step was wearing in front of her friends you know mm-hmm. it was just one step at a time mm-hmm. so it's literally just taking one little step and going oh okay I managed that yeah <laughs> what's the next step but you know a scarf just some people would be like well that's just it's just a scarf but to yeah. her it was like she was putting something massive on her head and yes. she was going to be so seen you know very symbolic it's interesting because when you were explaining to me earlier, I was thinking the vision that I had was like, it's like you're ask, just asking the right questions. And as you do that and they answer them because the knowledge is within these little lights pop up, you know, it's almost like this pathway, but it's dark, but there's lights and they're kind of motion detect motion censored lighting. And as they take that one step, you know, and you ask another question, the, the next light pops up to guide them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, do you find that people now after these last three years, particularly are more inclined to unleash their wild than maybe they would have been before? They are. Yeah. I have so many conversations with people that are stepping towards their truth, their wild, because they know it feeds them. They know how much, how light they feel afterwards, um, how energized they also feel. Uh, yeah, they they feel the difference inside and they f- see the difference around them with their kids and things like that. I think we have to show, we have to step up and do that so our kids can follow along as well. Um, I have this one thing of it's like, show, don't tell. <laughs> you can't just get tell people, but you're not doing it. You've got to just do it yourself and then people will just come along for the ride if they wish to. And it just, yeah, inspires them to do it for themselves. So, And yeah. also speaking of human design, whether people have seen those um, interviews or not, but it's like, especially with people like you and I are both generators. So with generators and manifesting generators, it's a more about you just doing what lights them up and mm-hmm. being that example, especially for the manifesting generator, being that example. And in doing that, we will therefore inspire people to unleash their own wild. If we're unleashing our own wild, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to go tell them what to do, but just by doing it ourselves, like that's what you're doing. I feel like by you putting it out there and doing your thing, you're inspiring other people to do it in their own way, which might not be writing or dancing or anything. Yeah, yeah, it's in your way. And it comes through in your energy. And that's for us in generators, it comes through in our energy because when we're doing something that we don't like, you can tell. We are so depleted (laughs) and drained. And um, yeah, when... I'm probably not the best person to be around when I'm doing something that I don't like, you know, I just, yeah. But when I'm I'm lit up, I'm lit up. (laughs) So I'm a, I'm a three, five generator. Okay. Yeah. Any comments? (laughs) (laughs) Any comments? The three, so the three and the six are similar, the trial and error stage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you're a trial and error. I'm a trial and error because mine as a six splits into the three to start with. So I'm a three most of my life until my thirties. <laughs> and that is so true. So true. I had so, I've had so many trial and errors and, and I think that's why um, the work that I'm doing now that I'm so dedicated to my life experiences have brought me here because I've had so many trial and errors. Yeah. In my life. yeah. 
It's interesting. I'm always learning more, you know, about human design. And so three, five generator from my understanding, um, the great life experimenter, you know, having to go through the trials and tribulations and not just read about them, but actually have highs and lows and, and challenges. And I haven't had many until we moved to New Zealand earthquake. My son had alopecia. Those would probably be my big ones. And then COVID and how much stress that's put on my family situation. Um, but recently someone said to me, oh, three, five. Yeah. The breaker of bonds. And I said, what? They said, you know, the bond breaker. What are you talking about? And 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 then the, anyway, and they were like, yeah, you're like the breaker upper. I'm like, oh my god, I was the breaker upper. And I, it went with all my boyfriends, and there were five of them before my husband. I was like, I was definitely the one that was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done ah, now. You know, <laughs> <on. laughs> moving on. <laughs> so interesting. Oh, it's so fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but also with your wild, it's kind of like um, you start to learn boundaries. All of that in it. You start to go, actually, no, no more mm. of this. No more of this. Let's talk about boundaries then, because they can be so pivotal, especially for, and I know you and I work mostly with women, but my audience is men and women, but especially for moms, of course, because we always put the kids first um, to a certain, <laughs> till a certain age and stage. Yeah. Let's talk about boundaries. How have you found that boundaries, like how can boundaries really change things for somebody in terms of their own empowerment and in terms of aligning with their own truth? Because you you gain more energy back from that. Because if you keep going over the line and um, doing what isn't for you, doesn't light you up, compromising yourself for others, you're going to lack energy. You're going to have resentment, hatred, anger frustration all of that comes into it now frustration anger all of that is not wrong but it's your signpost to say something needs to change mm -hmm. and um so again go back to your body what sensation is your body telling you uh that will tell you oh i need to put a boundary in place here and whether that's with your time with what you have to give <laughs> your space anything um, if it curdles you, that's a sign to say <laughs> I, need to, I need to put a change in place. And like it can be in so many different ways. So I've got grandkids. Um, I've got three grandkids, and I when my daughter first had her first baby, um, you know, I can't believe you have grandkids. Can I tell you? Yeah, you look the same age as when I last saw you. You know, which was probably six years ago. Oh, I thanks. Can't <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I yeah. probably. Yeah, think differently, but <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've got three grandkids, um, five, four, and he, the youngest one is three months. But, you know, when my daughter first had babies um, and I was looking after my grandson, I was getting drained because I also have three younger kids myself. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. I need time by myself. I'm a hermit. I need some time by myself. And um, so I had to put a boundary in place. And that was really hard because this is my daughter. I want to help her out. But at the same time, I can't give if I have nothing else left in me. So I had to say, look, when I don't have the kids, I can't have any kids. So I only have my mm -hmm. grandkids if I have my kids. So that's mm -hmm. putting a boundary in place um, to to gain energy back from yeah. myself. So there's so many different ways. Um, if you really don't want to do something, be okay to say, no, this is not for me, even if it means, you know, having it looks like it's no support. Um, you support in a different way. You find the ways that you that light you up to support. Mm. And a lot of people have really struggle with that because they feel like, 
oh, well, I don't want to let them down, or they feel like they have to come up with some sort of excuse. So that's really great. The verbiage that you used, you know, that's not for me. Or like, thank you for asking, but, um, you know, that's, yeah, that's that's a no no for me. (laughs) A lot of women are people pleasers. Yeah. We want to please other people to get them to like us. Yeah. But at the same time, at that, that time, we're going back on ourselves and that's why we have no time Mm -hmm. to do the things that we want to do you know I have you know I have a busy life but I find I have more time to do the things I want to do because I say no to things that just don't light me up anymore so if that resonates for you anyone listening no is the new yes (laughs) (laughs) well or else you know what sometimes happens and this is a phrase I didn't create it is generosity burnout have you heard of that one oh I haven't heard of that but it's so true yeah. yeah. General. So it's, it's coming from a place of wanting to help people. And sometimes that's for people pleasers, but, um, but generosity burnout saying yes to any, you know, anything and everything, but then it's like, you just get exhausted and depleted and you don't really get to have any time to unleash your own wild. You're so busy helping other people with their lives. It's, it's okay to help people. 100% people think, oh, but I, I love to help people. If you love mm-hmm. to help people and it feeds you do it for the right reasons. Yes. What's your intention going into it? Yes. Is your attention going into it to gain something back or is your attention going into it because you generally love to do this and it feeds you and you don't want anything else in return? Then by all means give because then you have the energy to give. Some people just are big givers and but yet if your intention is to get something in return or down the, down the track, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And that's people pleaser on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People pleaser. And the other thing that came to mind for me there. So my sister lives in America and, you know, the kids over there, right. When they're applying to universities, it's all about your extracurriculars. And like, so a lot of the stuff they do is they call it um, application stuffing or whatever, where they go and volunteer for this organization and sign up for that. But their intention is really like, they're just trying to get look. It's, you know, it's tragic, but it's kind of, it's become part of their, that culture. And it's almost that a checklist. Like they're just Taking things off so that they can put them on their CV so that they can get into the university. And it's like, gosh, we don't want to train them to live life like that. No, we're just letting training them to do what we're <laughs> trying to untrain ourselves to do. You exactly. know? Yeah. One thing with my daughter, she um, you know, after after college, you meant to go to university. And I said to her, unless you know what you want to do, please don't go to university because you're ticking up a debt. Um, go and work, go and find something or wait till you know what you want to do. And when you know generally that's what you want to do and you want to study, then go for it. But if not, don't go to university because everyone else is telling you to. Mm -hmm. And she got questioned. We got questioned a Mm -hmm. lot for that. And I was like, I don't care what anyone else is doing. This is how we're going to do it. You don't, don't do that to yourself. So yeah, you don't have to have all those qualifications. Well, what a great mother for her to have because, and you know, a lot of people would be like, oh, well, what will people think if you don't go to uni? Like some people would literally. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But we have to put our hand up to that mm-hmm. always. Yeah, because living to other people's expectations is another drainer. <laughs> yeah, that's so, um, you know, 20, whatever. It's that's so five years ago. Now it's people are more empowered, I think, and ready to come hone in on what is in full alignment for them. So I think that's. So, so important. Um, I'd love to ask you about upping your brave. Um, You've probably done a few things, but um, what is something you've done in the last year where you've truly upped your brave? I guess the selling the house was upping my brave in that respect. Um, 
end of last year, I put out my second uh, portrait exhibition, 40 over 40, and I chose to do it in the style that I love, and that's black and white portrait work. And so I did that. Um, There was kind of no question. It's like, if you want to be a part of it, it's going to be black and white, Um, simplifies it, gets rid of all the noise. Um, I imagine the ladies would love that, black and white. Oh, they did. They did. But some people don't. Some people love color. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But I want... I want to pull out the person and I want to see the person. Mm. I don't want to see what she's wearing or what makeup she's having on because that can change how people see you. Mm-hmm. So I want to see her <laughs> and you can see that by simplifying it. Um, and then on the night, um, myself and my dance, t- our dance team, we performed, which was so different to perform in front of your friends and family and your clients than it is to dance with other dancers. <laughs> So um, that was real nerve-wracking for me to do that. Um, and another one is I've just been able to pull back on my portrait work um, to really focus on dedicating my time to more coaching and mentoring. Mm. Um, I'm, yeah, very dedicated to making a change in that space. Well, you're having a big impact. I remember seeing a post that you did, maybe it was a Facebook Live, and you were talking about... Um, even going to a, like a networking event or something and you're used to being the photographer, you know? And so you're used to hiding behind your camera and you said it was just really confrontational to like not stand there with a drink in your hand, not stand there with a camera in your hand. Can you comment on that? Yeah, we hide behind so many things in life to escape from what we really want. Yeah. And, you know, back then it was, I wanted to connect with people more because I love community. That's a part of who I am. And yet I was so scared of it, (laughs) but I wanted to step into it. So yeah, I hid behind my camera. I hid behind holding a drink. I hid behind a lot of things. And I think in life, people can hide behind their children, hide behind their partners, Mm. uh, hide behind their work instead of coming out and being themselves um, and doing what they really want to do. It's amazing when you talk to people, the things that they want to do and they think, but it's so different to how other people are doing it, or I won't be accepted. I won't feel like I belong somewhere because they feel so different. I'm like, just come out, come out. Yeah. So what are we, what are you, I'm asking people if they're, if you're willing to reflect, what are you hiding behind? And if you put that down, that drink, that camera, that whatever. Yeah. Who would you be? Who are you? Cool. Yeah. 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 What is something on your bucket list, something that you would love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that we could possibly help you with? Yeah, that you'd ha- yeah, that's what I was thinking. So besides going to Croatia where my family originated from, <laughs> um, it would be Oh, I've got a great friend, Simone, who is Kiwi, but she moved yeah, same. She's she actually okay. went there for the past year. She's still there. Oh, amazing. Cause yeah. I'm loving it. Who hasn't been? <laughs> So I'm very keen to go there. Um, but the other thing, I guess, on my bucket list is definitely building a community like um, of those who want to be so honest with themselves and step, step towards their truth. I, I'm, yeah, that is on my high priority list is to build, build a community around that. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I think people will step right up for that. They're ready. <laughs> keep us posted. Well, what is coming up for you in the next six months and how can people connect if they want to learn more? Maybe they want to get photos. Maybe they want to have you help them unleash their wild. Yeah. Yeah. So I do have um, on the 24th of September, it's a free training for Unleash Your Wild. Uh, so you can join that. Uh, it will be recorded so you can get hold of the recording afterwards as well. If um, you can't make it to the live training, 
And how to connect with me, you can listen to my podcast, The Art of Raw, Wild and Free, um, where I just, yeah, take you through any of my musings, insights that come to me. Uh, where is that? Is that Spotify? On Spotify uh, and, yeah, most of the podcast okay. platforms. Yep. And you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, Charmaine Marinkovich. Do you want me to spell that? I do. Thing? Can you spell it? Okay, Charmaine, C-H-A-R-M-A-I-N-E, Marinkovich, M-A-R-I-N-K-O-V-I-C-H. <laughs> it's a very long name. <laughs> and is that your website as well? That's my website as well, yeah. Dot what? Dot co dot NZ. Okay, Charmaine Marinkovich dot co dot NZ for people to find out more. That's amazing. All right, before we wrap it up, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today? Um, just to go, just, just to what I said before, um, that, you know, listen to your heart, you know, what's on your heart, if it's right or wrong for you and do your best to start following that and be, yeah, really honest with yourself. You know, you know, already that one thing that keeps popping into your head over and over and over mm-hmm. again will never leave you until you answer it. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's been great. And thank you everyone for listening. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.